0: My life. Will never be the, same. My life. the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have an enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor oseo afwakwa Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. (laughs)
1: praise the Lord. Kingdom added. Kingdom added. Well, we thank God for the privilege and the opportunity to come before him and I trust that your heart is ready. Your mind is set. Haven't followed the praise and worship and you're ready to receive from God. Shall we please bow down our heads even as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege to appear before you. The Bible says, Blessed is a man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto you. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for giving us the privilege of appearing before you. Help us to receive Rima from you for the next phase of our lives. We give you praise. We give you glory for the spirit of wisdom and understanding that is coming across to every viewer, every hearer at this time. Thank you, Spirit of God, that it is done in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Well, we thank God for what he's been doing, what he's done, and what he continues to do. And the victory he's given us consistently over this demonic pandemic. I know we are coming out stronger, better, and bigger in Jesus' precious name. This evening, we are going to continue our teaching series, which uh, we took from First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 1. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. You have no need that I write unto you of the times and seasons. And then we have 1 Chronicles twelve thirty-two. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their commandment the heads of them were 200 and all of their brethren were their commandments. So, we establish the foundation from this very teaching that until we know and understand the times, we will not know what we ought to do. And if you don't know what we ought to do, then we are not likely to gain command. We are not likely to be in dominion. We are not likely to win. But as God brings us a revelation understanding week after week I see you take dominion. I see you take charge. I see you win over the demonic entity called COVID 19 in Jesus' precious name. Now you must understand that this is teaching is not just targeted at COVID-19, it's designed to help you live the life that God will have you live. And so we'll be in and out of it. But this is the season. That's why I as much as possible, I zero it in because that is the hottest topic of the hour and as a preacher I need to speak to the times and the seasons as well the Bible says in the book of Matthew 16 verse 1 to 3 he said one day the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to him and Jesus said you can tell he said red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow A red sky in the morning means fair weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you do not know how to interpret the signs of the times. That is what it means to understand the times. When we understand the times, we take the right step, and when we take the right steps, we end up with the right results. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse number 1 to 3, it says to everything there is a season. The New 11 translation says there is the right time for every activity under the sun. So there is a right time. He said for everything, there is a season and a time for every activity under the heaven. There is a right time to carry about any good thing you want to do. So it's important that we understand the seasons. And when you go down in the King James Version, verse 2, he says there's a time to be born a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck that which is planted. Verse 5 and 6, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. Verse 6, is there a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. So, from the first part of the series where we basically looked at the introduction, we've been looking at what times are we in and among the various time zones, we have touched on all the times and the season we have looked at, we have looked at the time of life and then we looked at a time to a time to own your health and then last Sunday, we looked at a time for national unity. And I believe that those earlier series, if you've listened to them, have blessed your life. If you are yet to listen to them, I'd like to humbly ask you to go back, watch them, listen to them, and share them with your friends and family. Because they are loaded with practical insights to keep you triumphing in this season. Tonight, I want to take it a step further. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 to 19. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19. He said, remember not the former things. The King James says, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. He said, behold, I do a new thing. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. For behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. He said, I will even make a way in the wilderness. And rivers in the desert. What an awesome piece of scripture. Tonight I'm speaking on time to change. Time to change. Time to change. I believe that this is a time of change. If there is anything that COVID-19 has taught us, I believe it has to do with change. It has taken me a lot to begin to do what I'm doing now. From speaking to our regular Sunday worshippers, and now speaking directly into camera. So, if you see that I struggle focusing on the camera, don't blame me. I'm adapting to change. Change is never easy for anyone. And that is what basically all of us are being enjoined to do or we are expected to do at these times. I remember when uh, nations declare lockdown and in our nation we declare lockdown. I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it wasn't easy at all. Having to stay at home, having not to move at all, having not to drive out, having to stay at home and basically do everything from home. It wasn't easy at all. And I believe that likewise it is with many changes we have to go through. Now they say we should wear masks and everybody is expected to and I know some of you are struggling with it, but yet you still have to do it. Why? It's part of the change and we are in a season of change. This is not a season where the normal goes, where we are able to do the normal. This is a season for us to be open for new things. And it's very critical that we appreciate this time of change. Some of us are having difficulty adapting. Some of us are struggling with it. Some of us literally fight people are trying to get us to do the right thing. But listen to me, it is a season of change. And I pray that God will give you grace to adapt to the season and be able to ride above it and fulfill your God-given destiny and purpose in these times to change is to transform to transform also means to take a new form so, so to change means to take a new form we we'll read the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 3 he said i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. He said, be not conformed to this word, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transform comes from a Greek word, "metamorpho," And it means to change form and shape. That's what it means. It is out of that word, "metamorpho" that we have the word metamorphosis. Change, change. So, to change means to take a new fall. To take on a new fall. Change also means to become different or undergo alteration. To undergo alteration or to take on a different identity. This is a season of change. And it's either we change or we, we lose relevance. That's why we are coming to you in this platform and through this medium. Change. To change is to be different. Become different. So to change means to do church differently. So you can stay at home in your office and then watch me on the screen as I bring God's word to you. To worship from the comfort of your home. That is a change. That is a new thing. That is an alteration. It's something that is quite different. Some people are struggling. They say uh, they can't feed the spirit when they watch on the screen. But... It's all an issue of your mind. You have to appreciate the fact that these are no ordinary times. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, he says, but we all with open face beholding us in a glass are changed into the same image from glory to glory. And it's the same word "metamorpho" that is used here as change. To change is to lay aside, abandon or leave for another. Or simply switch. Change. To change means to abandon. To lay aside. Lay aside the old way of doing things. Let go of what you are used to. Let go of the familiar and embrace the new. Let go of that which is comfortable. And embrace that which sometimes will make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. That is what it means to change. To change means to abandon the old and embrace the new. To change means to switch for something better. The Bible says, remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I do a new thing. To change is to let go of the old and embrace the new. Look at what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 9. He said, behold, the former things have come to pass. New things do I declare. Every time we talk about change, we are talking about new things. Sometimes it's not completely new sometimes we innovate the old we just refurbish the old but by all means change has to do with something new something that we are not familiar with something that we are not used to something that is not comfortable with us to start with change is critical since this COVID-19 plague invaded the surface of the earth a lot of changes have been made the way we greet we used to greet sometimes by shaking hands sometimes by hugging one another But now they say if you have to greet, you have to greet from afar. Some people greet with their legs. Others greet with their shoulders. Others greet with their elbows. All kinds of forms of greetings. Why? Because that is the need of the hour. This is how the word is going now. Whether we like it or not. Now we don't do checks. Like I said earlier, meeting in the auditorium together. Our numbers have been restricted and now we have to operate from home so that is change that we must embrace you have to use sanitizer whether you like it or not now if you are going to a banking halls and some other places you must of um, necessity, wear a face mask or they will be denied last night when I woke up I woke up with a text message on my phone that no mask no entry <laughs> now, now that those are changing times and I know some of you are struggling with a mask but you have to learn to adapt to it Some, I was speaking with Reverend Bright the last time and said the thing is not comfortable at all. I said, well, we are not in comfortable times. This is the season where we need to open up and receive something that is new. There are three foundational thoughts about change I want to share with you. Three foundational thoughts about change. One is that change is necessary for all. Change is a necessity for all. Change is a necessity for all. Change. Change. In the book of 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, it said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. And when I became a man, I put away childish things. Change is a necessity. Nobody wants to be a baby forever. Sometimes it's amazing how children quickly want to grow. When we are young, we want to grow quickly. And when we grow, we also realize that eh, there are still changes we need to make. When you are a child, there are certain changes you need to go through. When you also grow up, there are still changes you have to go through. So, change is a necessity. And I'll be sharing with you in the course of this particular series, why change is a necessity. And what possibly happens to people who refuse to change. Change is a necessity. Change is necessary for all. Number two, change comes in different shapes and forms change comes in different shapes and forms change comes in different shapes and forms i'm i'm, I'm sure that right from the introduction of the uh, COVID covert into our country the measures government took till tomorrow there are several changes that are ongoing they started by locking us down three weeks so the change for the moment was that we should not leave our homes then they lifted the lockdown and now we are free to go about our normal duties. But not to our normal life though. Now they say if you go to the market, the new normal is that you must wear a face mask and then you must also have your hand sanitizer and wash your hands. Almost every shop you are attending to if they are very serious. You will see that they have Veronica bucket in front of them. You have to wash your hands. Use the sanitizer before you enter. This was not how life used to be 2019 December. No. That's not how we celebrated our Christmas. But in January, March, February, here we are. This is the new normal. That is change. Change comes in different forms and shapes. Some changes are drastic. Others are very gradual. Some changes are very drastic. Others are very gradual. Some changes are great changes. Others are small changes. I mean, proposing love to somebody begins a certain level of change but getting married going to the altar and saying i do to another person moves you to another level of change now you come home and you begin to live with your wife or your husband and then uh, your wife maybe takes seat another change has been introduced then the child is born another change has been introduced so you see Change comes in different shapes and forms, but different kinds of changes. We can have corporate change, we can have personal change. We can have physical change, we can have spiritual change. Change may be global. Some changes are also local. The lockdown, for instance, was a global change. Almost every nation that had its fair share of the virus, I think apart from Switzerland or so, almost every nation declared a lockdown. Switzerland had its own unique model as was practicing. I don't know whether they've now locked down. But people had serious concerns about the model they decided to go with. But change is something that is inevitable and change is something that differs sometimes from persons to persons. When our president was declaring, some people had their own expectation looking at what other advanced nations had done but he said that our context is different and so the changes required in our nation must be different. So two people, even twins, undergo different changes. Jacob and Esau were born by the same parents, but they underwent different changes and became different personalities. Changes are not always the same. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child, I spoke as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. It doesn't mean that he stopped changing, but of course, he stopped doing certain things to begin doing other things. Changes differ from person to person, situation to situation. Number three, change is never easy for anyone. Understand that. Change is never easy for anyone. So, if you are struggling with the face mark, you are not alone. I mean, when I started this, I could hardly stand still, move up and down, left and right. And then mommy told me at home that I'm moving too much. I need to learn to stand still. It's a change and I'm trying to do it. But change is something that is never easy for anyone. When you marry fresh, living with your wife, whom you love, staying under the same roof, it's a different experience altogether. You learn. You have to learn to adapt You have to learn to uh, accommodate one another. The way she does things may be different from the way you do things. So, change is never easy. I want you to really appreciate the point that change is never easy for anyone. Listen, change is never easy for anybody. No matter how it may seem to come easy to a person, you must understand that truly, change is not because we 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 are not creatures of change. We are creatures of habits. And once habits are formed they become very difficult breaking them. That's why some pastors could have strong difficulty coming to terms with the fact that church was not going to be usual. Business is not going to be usual. I'm sure some of us are still doing things, but we are doing it because the law is enforcing us to do so. But you see, you must go beyond. I'll be talking about the different ways changes come, and you'll be able to appreciate it. There are times where changes are introduced by law, but you have to grow beyond observing changes by reason of law to observing changes by reason of conviction. And I'll be talking about that in my subsequent teaching. We see that the difficulty with change in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. Hebrews 5 verse 12 to 14. He says, there has been enough time for you to be teachers, yet you still need someone. To teach you the first lessons of God's message. Instead of eating solid food, you have to drink milk. Verse 13. Anyone who has to drink milk is still a child without any experience in the matter of right or wrong. Verse 14. Solid food, on the other hand, is for adults who through practice are able to distinguish between good and evil. Amazing. If you want to really see how difficult it is for people to change, just watch the globe. When the lockdown was declared among nations, in some nations, even in the most of advanced nations, it was was not only in Ghana where some people were flouting it. In the U.S., people literally took to the street and they were, at a certain point, protesting against the lockdown. Why? Because they could not accommodate the new normal. I think uh, one of the news porters they were interviewing a gentleman about online chess service. And he says, uh, as for the online church service, he's not able to feed the spirit. <laughs> and I understood him to a point, but I also felt that he's also struggling coming to terms with the change. I thank God that in this era, it's not like the Spanish flu era in that time. They didn't have mobile phones, they didn't have cameras like this. I wonder how Christians survive at this time. That's why I believe that as Christians we should rather make the most of this time and stop being unbending and unwilling to change. We should rather be grateful to God that we have this medium to stay in touch, to hear the word of God and stay in fellowship. So come overcome that barrier in your mind that you are not feeling the spirit. There is no distance in the realm of a spirit and you can feel the spirit of God wherever you are. If you bring your spirit under control or you bring your mind to it and I pray that as this change message comes to you, you open up your heart, you open up your spirit and embrace the change for the better. Somebody say an amen. Now, because change is not easy, people relate with change in different ways and I realized there are five different ways people relate to change five different ways there are those who dread change, these guys, they just fear change, they cannot simply uh, they are uh, change phobias anything that will break their routine, they don't like it they, they just hate change, they fear change if you are the type who fears change uh, uh, bad news for you because we live in a world that is constantly changing, and here you are. COVID-19 has changed the face of doing business, the face of relating with one another, even the face of travel. Now, if you if you are the type who used to travel every two months to another country, here you are. You are made to sit in your own country because even if your country wants you to travel, the other country may not be ready for you so change is a vital part those of us who fear change this will be a very difficult time for us change there are those who dread and they fear change the second d is those who deny change these are people in the face of obvious change they refuse to admit that there's time to change they deny change they live in denial they can they come face to face with the reality of change and they simply are den- in denial of it. They refuse to change when it's obvious that they need to change. That's very important. There are those who deny change. And then number three, there are those who defy change. These guys who go every lane to resist change. They resist change. They resist change. Those are the people who can be old. And they still play childish games. They are not like Apostle Paul. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You must know when to put away childish things. You must know when to play small boys games. When not to play small boy games. As you are growing, there are things you need to do. Some of us are in childish behavior. When we get money, we spend everything. I believe that this season is talking to us that we need to change the way we do things. So that those who defy change, they resist and challenge change. But listen, no matter how you challenge change, you cannot stop change. That's why it's important not to resist change. And I'll be sharing with you the story of a giant company that resisted change and almost lost its relevance. Number four, those who dismiss change. These are people who try to drive away change. Things are changing. But for them, they, they are stuck with the old. As it was yesterday, so it is today, so shall it forever be. No, it's not like that. I remember many years ago when I was a child, there used to be an advert on radio, on, on TV. They used to call it the key of advert. And the key thing about the key of advert was tradition goes on. Tradition goes on. Then, I don't know how. But after many years, I've not watched that, that in a long time. I don't know whether it's even on TV presently. But after many years, they changed it from the tra- tradition goes on to the best tradition goes on. Change is inevitable in life. Change will come to you whether you expect it or not. I'm not sure we're expecting the things we have had to deal with the past months. But yet they have come and have reached out to us we either change or we die in chains so it's important that we appreciate that change is inevitable and then of course number five and this is the category of people I want you to belong there are those who decide change these are people who choose change when they see things are changing they quickly adapt and they take on the fall they take change they initiate change they choose change they decide change. Look at what apostle. He said, when I was a child, I behaved. But when I became a man, I chose to act like a man. Look at apostle Paul. Philippians chapter 4 verse 10 to 13. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. At last your care of me has flourished again. Though you were sure, you surely did care by your lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in. To be content. I know how to be abased. Now follow this reading. Because you see, most of the time we like to quote the scripture. But we don't quote it in its proper context. He said I know how to be abased. And I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things. I have learned. Both to be full And to be hungry. Both to abound. And to suffer need, verse thirteen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hear me. As a child of God, the capacity to do all things is at work in you via the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He said, "God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think." I can do all things through Christ or the Anointed One and His anointing at work in me. But look at that. Apostle Paul said before. I know how to abound and how to be abased. I know how to be in need and I know how to be in abundance. Listen, before Paul could say I can do all things, he had to learn how to survive change. There are times where you abound and you must know how to live in abundance. You must also learn how to live with scarcity. Some of you are losing your jobs in these times. We pray that God restores you. But in between now and the time God gives you another job, you must learn how to live. It's always sad when the season change and people cannot tell it. It's always sad. People who really struggle in life are people who find it very difficult to change when they need to change. Sometimes you live in a big house, but other times circumstances may force you and you may have to live in a chamber and hold self-contained. You must develop the capacity to be content with a big house and be content also if you have to be, if, if the need be, with a small house. Positive changes hardly happen to people, they are usually made to happen. Apostle Paul said, When I was a child, I taught as a child everything he, he did, he made it happen. I taught as a child, understood as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. If you are going to make positive changes in your life, and I believe that this season should bring you into a place where you make positive changes to advance your life. If you are going to make positive changes, then you need to understand the biblical dynamics of change. There are those, we said, five groups of people when it comes to change. Those who dread change, they fear change. Then there are those who deny change. Others, they defy change. There are those who dismiss change. There are those who decide change. And I pray that in this season, you will decide to make changes for the better. Your life will not go down, your life will go up. The Bible said, when men are cast down, because you know how to live on both spheres, on the sphere of greatness, on the sphere of smallness, I see you must start change. In fact, if you look at the world of animals, You realize that animals are able to survive various seasons and various circumstances. And one of the chief characteristics that helps animals is because animals know how to change. Some of them go through different things to change. Other times they hibernate. Other times they migrate. Other times they camouflage. And listen, as a child of God, you should learn how to camouflage if you must camouflage, hibernate if you must hibernate, migrate if you must migrate. And as you learn to do so, Apostle Paul said, I can do all things. Why? Because I know how to abound and how to abase. This season will not see your downfall. This season will see your uprising. This season will not see your failure. This season will see your success. In the name of Jesus, as you learn to embrace change, as you learn to open up to change, as you learn to decide specifically to make changes, I see your life taking on a positive turn. The Lord bless you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord watch over you. The Lord give you grace and the capacity required to make the needed changes required in order to stay fit, stay alive, and stay fulfilled. In Jesus' much less name, amen. Bible said, if any man be Christ's new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You want to become a new creature. You want to give your life to the Lord. You want to be born again. Pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. And I call upon you. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died for me. I confess with my mouth that you rose again for me. Thank you for saving me and making me your own. Thank you for grace to live and to honor you. In Jesus' precious name. If you pray that prayer in faith... No doubt you are saved. You are now a child of God. Go ahead, send us an email, send us a text message, a WhatsApp, and let's follow you up so you can be helped in your walk with God. The Lord bless you and Lord keep you till I see you on Sunday. Remain blessed.
0: My life. My life. Yeah. Pastor Afuaka has just placed in your hands the key for all round victory success and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuaqua, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuaqua on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any further information. Log on and be part of our power-packed online services live every Sunday for our celebration service at 9am and every Wednesday for our discovery service at 7pm on Facebook and YouTube using the handle Faith House Charismatic Chapel International. God richly bless you.